tricks in a do bag. Who's that? Hey, 3D, hey, 3D, hey, Ennis, Ennis, hey, Ennis, 3D, D, hey, three tricks in a do bag. Who's that? Hey, Ennis, hey, 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 Ennis, 3D, D, we be bumping to the speakers, Ennis, 3D, D, and we loving all your features, Ennis, 3D, D, and we super inclusive, all with our privilege, and we will never abuse it, Ennis, 3D, D, we be bumping to the speakers, Ennis, 3D, D, and we loving all your features, Ennis, 3D, D, and we super inclusive, all with our privilege, and we will never abuse it, head top, every head, he be laughing at these niggas who can't even handle it, Mr. Black Club, coming with the smoothness. Probably take your check. Who that nigga be so ruthless? I'm ruling. Mr. Payroll, Rafi, not ask no blood. Question up to nobody. Just you, them is Lexus. Your girlfriend, favorite exes. Three jets and everywhere when they asking who's the best is. Black excellence. We don't know about nothing. Okay, else. welcome back, people. Welcome back. It's three jets and a do rag. Wow, this will be our last episode yeah oh honestly if alex season. was here he would say teardrop yeah i know teardrop last episode wow can you believe 24 episodes 24 it's been a solid in, year. but so in total it's been like 48 episodes no, no it's been 24 12 and 12 yeah i'm wilding whoa where am i going um yeah this is amazing that we you know we've been together for so long and still doing it so thank y'all everyone for the support um so yeah you know you know what it is your boy head top harriet um, yes, as I said, I cut my hair finally. I was just like, it's just... Winter time came through and I was just like, this is too much. I can't. The dryness, my hair was so dry. I wasn't used to that. I was just like, I just gotta go. So I, like, I just went back to... Now I'm just trying to get the waves back. So just brushing, brushing, brushing. Yo, so by um, the time you hear this, my boy head top could be kicking with these waves, dog. Uh, you better watch out. You be ready for the tsunami. But uh, I'm really, looking at you now. Like, I yeah. already drowning, dog. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Give me like good. two months. Two months, I'll be back in good shape. I want to see the comeback. Yeah, the I, comeback. I know. Because yeah. me and Alex are like going at it right now. <laughs> like, we're actually, like we're competing to see who has the best waves. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So it's me, Calligraphy. Nah, I'm not using profit no more, my bad. Loki OG, the versatile child, uh, creator in this month. And like, yo, don't ask me no questions, but... Don't ask me no blood clot questions. Ah, wow, I really need to get... Wait, like, you need to... Wait, I need Alex. Alex, <laughs> Alex is <laughs> cool, back. <laughs> like, yo, you don't know, so I aged up on the mic, my day, your seat. That's there, you know. Jeez! here. Um, some updates, but I think I, w- I prefer to give the updates when Alex is here. Cause oh. he's the one that kicked off all the updates. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. like when okay. I the next season, I'll get yeah. some some dope updates. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So yeah, look out for those season three. Season coming, three's not maybe not soon, but coming, <laughs> coming eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we jump in, before we get started, we want to do a land acknowledgement. Um, and as we said before in the prior podcast, like this is something that we're carrying forward, and we will carry forward, carry this forward um, in season three. Um, I would like to acknowledge that the city is situated upon traditional territories. The territory, territories include the Wandat, Anishinaabe Nation, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, and the Mississauga of New Credit First Nation, and the Métis Nation. So as all my, my brethren always say, we don't, we don't fuck with colonization, and we're always looking to open up space for um, conversation on decolonization. <laughs> Um, 
so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest for today. I'm really, I'm so happy to like have this conversation with this person. Yo, and she's uh, all smiles right now. Yeah, <laughs> I would say like, like she has been like literally like our biggest. I would say our biggest supporter to be honest. Right. Like you know, like reaching out to us, always giving us positive feedback, supporting in whatever capacity, like sharing. So like it was only right that we'd have um, her come on the podcast. So uh, today we have uh, Shalina McGregor. And uh, Shalina is an up-and-coming entrepreneur within the baking industry. In late 2016, she developed a hobby for baking as a way to escape her challenges with anxiety and depression. Surprised by the positive feedback from her family and friends on her pumpkin spice scones and pecan almond caramel squares, Shalina began hosting monthly bake sales and eventually launched her blog, Sweet Tooth Shea, to document her baking journey. Her blog then led her to turn her hobby into a business and create a podcast, both under the name The The Sweet Tooth Vegan. When she's not in the kitchen baking up a storm, she works alongside Toronto's First Nations children and families as a child and youth care worker. She enjoys working with and caring for children and their families, especially those from marginalized communities. So, welcome, Shalina! Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to yeah. be here. How are you today? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like this is long overdue. Like, it's so funny because like this is our first. Well, my first time meeting you. I think AJ's first time meeting you as well. Mm-hmm. Kalika mm-hmm. has already met you, and Alex has not met you yet, but he will in the future. Um, so it's really cool. Like you know, at first like. <laughs> I think our first conversation was either like through Instagram or email. Like you hit us yeah, up. It was through email. It was through email, yeah. right? And you see, yeah, I think uh, one of our episodes really resonated with you, and you just reached out to us to let us know. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, we just continued to like, yeah, keep the keep the conversation going. So it's like it's really, I, I think it's really dope not having you actually in person. Yeah, like, yeah. Here. I'm, I'm kind of a little starstruck because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like every day you get to meet or be on your like a podcast that you mm-hmm. listen to. So. Yeah. That's so surreal. <laughs> so, um, we'd like to give you an opportunity, maybe, to if there's anything else you'd like to say about yourself that wasn't already maybe mentioned in your bio, like maybe your background, schooling, or anything sure. you want to share. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll start off by sharing about my grandparents and my parents. So, my background is Jamaican, and my grandpa on my mom's side, he was the first to out of our family to come to Canada in the seventies. And then he came up to do some work, and then he eventually sponsored my mom, her siblings, and my grandma. And on my dad's side of the family, my grandma was the first to come to Canada, and she met my grandpa here. And then they had my dad, so my dad's Canadian, Mm. and my mom's Jamaican. She came to Canada when she was three in the 70s. So my mom and her family, they grew up in Rexdale, and my dad, he grew up in, I don't know if it's considered North York, he lived in Driftwood, I don't know. Oh, Driftwood, that's actually not far from here, like, yeah, this would be in North York, York. yeah, yeah. North York, yeah, he grew up there, and then uh, when he was in high school, he moved to Rexdale, and then met my mom in high school, and then they had me when they went to college at Humber. Mm. And then, um, so I was born in Etobicoke. And then when I was about two years old, we, my mom, my grandparents, and my uncle, we moved to Malton. Okay. And I lived there till I was five. And most of my earliest childhood memories is wrapped up in Malton. So um, yeah, I really love that little town. (laughs) Um, 
And then when I was four or five, my mom married my stepdad, and then the three of us moved to Brampton, and I've been there ever since. Brampton, big yes. up, big up. <laughs> Even though I don't really love Brampton. Yes. Brampton. No, I'll pick no. it up now just because yeah. I'm, <laughs> I have a fellow, fellow Bramptonite. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah, in high school, a lot of like people, I don't know, a lot, a lot of my peers kind of bashed Brampton, even though mm. they were from they're Brampton. From <laughs> but I, I've had a positive experience living in Brampton. Um, and then I got a little taste of Toronto life when I went to university. I went to Ryerson University, and I studied child and youth care. Mm. Um, yeah. And now that's what you're pretty much doing. Good. So you actually got a job out of your yes. uh, music yeah. degree, which is good. Yeah. they're still looking for jobs right I now. Know. So that's really good for me. Um, usually we do like th- this or that. Um, so I guess this is kind of this is kind of like this pretty much thing yeah. this or that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna ask them maybe like four questions, and then we'll all have a chance to respond to them. Uh, so the first one. Uh, so would you rather, if you had to choose, would you rather lose all of your money and valuables, like everything gone, or would you rather lose all of the pictures you have ever taken in your lifetime? The first one. So right. you say you'd rather lose all your money and valuables, yes. and why? Would you I'm say a that? picture fanatic. Like I love taking pictures. Yeah. I love pictures. It captures the memories. Um, yeah. I my room is filled with pictures mm-hmm. and photo albums. Mm. And I think you could always, you know, get another job or mm. get back on your feet to mm-hmm. make money. So, but pictures once they're gone, they're gone. So. Thank you. Very true. Very very true. I'd say the same, man. I remember I went to England in in this last December, and I I put all my pictures on a hard drive, like an external hard drive, and Mm -hmm. it broke. And um, my 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 sister and my brothers, they they all recorded like a I don't know, like kind of like a video, and I lost it. So like I'll definitely like yeah, definitely go the second one. Okay. So wait, the first you mean you'd rather the lose all your money rather than pictures? Yeah. So my dilemma <laughs> is that money, if I was, okay, so like, if I was guapping, like if I had bare money, and mm-hmm. that also meant like, yo, like comfortability, like making sure like my family's cool, if I had bare money, I'd probably choose the former, but right now I'm broke and in debt to like OSAP, so like, yo, like, whatever little money, like I could just like give up, like I'd probably just give it up for like the pictures that I have taken, because mm-hmm. the other issue is just like, you like keeping mm. that history mm. um i think that's more important yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm the same way i think we all <laughs> said the same thing like for me like i definitely love photos i love hanging on to like memories and like sometimes you can look back at a photo and it really brings you back to that moment um so losing all of that would be even though you can make new memories you can take new photos it's still like i don't know um i just still like to look back and and to remember that stuff with the photo so that's me Okay, second question. Would you rather um, sweat all the time, like constantly sweating, or be cold all the time? Be cold? <laughs> like freezing cold. You're a Canadian. Uh, uh, yeah, be cold. You don't want to be sweating during <laughs> sweat all the time. No, okay. be cold. I'll be sweating. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Yo, like the cold is hectic, bro. Mm. Like... Okay. Dog, this is go aside. It's not. But, but, but if you're sweating all the time, no one's gonna want to talk to you. You can bathe. Yeah, you can bathe. Yeah, but my hands are like, always dripping sweat. Like, honestly, the thing with me is like, if I'm sweating, I don't stink. I'll 
Okay. Okay. I don't know about y'all. Non-human guy out here who doesn't stink when he sweats. I'm a man that's living in Canada already brick, so like I'm kinda used to it, so I'm cool. Like I I'd handle with the cold. Cause like I don't want that mucky feeling, dog. Like if yeah. you're sweating bullets like every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not but the way. I think the thing is like Toronto sweating is different from the Caribbean sweating. Yeah, mm. like I don't know, the humidity here, like you get damp. And like back home you get sweaty, but it's like it's it's not you don't you don't sweat buckets. But like it dries up, so you literally have salt on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he said you can always bathe. So. Yeah, you can always bathe. You have to bathe all the time. Like, every time you're <laughs> five minutes, you can. That's why people can't get bathe like two or three times a day, bro. That's actually, okay, yo, that's actually facts. Like, you bathe. Because they're, 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 they're sweating so much. Yeah, I don't know what I'll say. I, I feel like, honestly, I hate being cold, too. Like, I don't know. I just, it's just a, I just don't like feeling cold. Like, I don't know. So I might pick the sweat, too. Like, I rather just sweat. Be like, being cold is just super <laughs> uncomfortable, man. Sweating's uncomfortable too, but like I don't know. I just yeah. Yeah, I prefer being uncomfortable sweating than cold, to be honest. Okay, next question. Would you rather eat one hundred paper towels? <laughs> what? Or drink medicine with every meal for one month. So either you eat hundred paper towels or for one month anytime you're gonna drink something you have to drink medicine um, with your meal. Towels. The second one. You drink the medicine. Like, I don't think I don't <laughs> 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 paper towel edible. Oh, yeah, no. Like, would I do that to your, like, intestines? People eat tissue. But do you ever watch, like, My Strange Addiction? Like, oh, yes. on, people be eating, like, tissue. I don't know how they survive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so you, have the medicine. You take the med- every Every meal you eat, you have yeah. to drink medicine. There's no but water, my, like, no milk. Like, medicine that I've taken it tastes pretty good. Really? Elderberry syrup. I can't medicine. I can't not drink medicine. Yeah. Nah, yo, medicine is... I can't, like... Natural, that, natural not, medicine. Okay, let's go with that. Na- okay, that's a while, really. Yeah, okay, so fine. All the very syrupy. <laughs> 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 like, y'all got me then. Okay, fair. Yeah. I just definitely paper towels. I don't, I don't, I don't like think I'll be able to drink medicine. I don't like to drink medicine. Yo, I hate medicine. Right. <laughs> 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 I can't drink medicine without drinking something right after it. Yeah. Because it's just that nasty. All of them. I've never had a good taste, like a nice tasting medicine. So I might need to try that. Yes. Alderberries? Elderberries. Elderberries. Now, I'm as a, as a water man, like, if there are already dudes out here that have been, like, activists and codeine on a regular, so it's like, um, I'd much rather that, get that, like, high, than, like, eat paper towels, so I can keep that. <laughs> um, don't kill me. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> y'all never had codeine, dog? Like, I mean, no. if you're on record. <laughs> I've, I've, okay, so I've tried codeine when I dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. Yo, that shit slaps, dog. <laughs> oh, I can't. We, we cut that out? No, why, why not? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you think they're gonna come for you? Like, <laughs> oh, represent you? Yo, Rihanna came up with a fire thing. Like, yo, you can't be. Um, people were critiquing that, like, yo, you can't be talking about, like, smoking or, like, drinking because, like, there are youths that look up to you. Mm. And she was like, but it's your job to raise your kids. Not, not me. Fun. Oh, yeah, I remember I remember her saying that. Yeah. Oh, if your kids look up to me, that's not, I don't, that's not my problem. Like, she was saying, like, yeah, your children, you need to raise your children. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, meditate over Medicaid, Medicaid. So, yeah. um, so that's my answer. So I'll do the paper towels. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> every meal, I'll swallow those so hundred paper towels one time and just finish it and done and just. Yeah. Every meal for the rest of your life? No, uh, for, a for, for a month. For a month. Maybe February. What if the <laughs> shortest? <laughs> you can you can drink it and throw it up. I think that's an option, no? To drink the medicine. So, no, eat, eat the eat the paper towel and I throw did. it up. But that would would that count as eating it? Yeah, because you, you, you didn't digest it, though. It didn't come out. 
don't do that. That's true. This guy's getting super critical. All right, the last question. Um, would you rather spend one year by yourself on an island or be allergic to everything for the rest of your life? Like, you're allergic to everything. Like, everything you have an allergy to. I'd rather to. be on the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an island by yourself for a whole year. There's That's nobody scary, else. Like, just you. I'll, or I'll, be allergic. But, bro, imagine being allergic to, like, just, like... Uh, imagine being allergic to fish and grow up, growing up in a fish community. Mm-hmm. Like well, how are you gonna live? That's like you, you live. have to eat something else. You can't yeah. live on fish. So like you have to leave the community. Pretty much. It's like you have to leave. If you're allergic to everything, you're gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna be that boy in the boat. You remember that movie? Yo, you're gonna watch that, Yo, I, I like the critique though. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a bad question. Should I bring the chat another one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather eat poo that tastes like chocolate? <laughs> 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 or chocolate that tastes like poo. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys wanted another one. Did <laughs> you come oh up God. with that question? <laughs> no, I actually uh, didn't come up with it, but it was, it was one of them that my friends and I used to do. Like, she, she gave it to me. Yo, my question is, which one has the actual so, fecal okay, matter? So, which one, would you rather eat chocolate that, that tastes, tastes like, like poo? Or eat poo, so like it looks like poo, but, <laughs> it, tastes like but it tastes like chocolate. <laughs> I can't. So which one would you do? I know it's a hard decision. No, it's, it's not. not. No. I eat the chocolate. <laughs> you taste the chocolate tastes like poo. Yes. Why would I eat poo? <laughs> Why am I eating poo? Yeah, that tastes like <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna eat poo. I'll eat poo. <laughs> I'll eat poo. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it tastes like chocolate. Yeah, but you eat food. I'm not eating chocolate. You're eating dude that tastes like. It tastes like chocolate though. You're eating dude that tastes like. It tastes like chocolate though. You're eating dude that tastes like. Yo. But I'm not tasting the, oh the doodle taste. Oh my god. I'm not tasting You're the doodle eating. taste though. I, I would actually eat it. I don't care. No. no. Oh, you don't eat. I'm actually eating <laughs> Yo, first of all, I'm not eating, I'm not eating pico mal. Wow. I would rather have, I'd rather eat chocolate. It has like an additive that tastes like poo. I'm <laughs> yeah, actual poo. I'll eat it. I'll actually eat the poo because it doesn't taste like poo. Okay, okay. What you're saying right now is like if you poop right now, and then I like, she's like, what's so What if I have to pick between the two, I'd pick that one. Oh my okay, goodness. cool. That's fair. That's fair. That's oh, I really thought y'all were on my side yeah. with that one. Okay. Well, you gotta go back. So, so um, you eating the chocolate? Yes. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm eating the chocolate. You like, eating the chocolate? I eating the chocolate. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, that was not funny. That was, that was actually very funny. My cheeks are... What did, you, I didn't, what did your friend say? Uh, I, I can't remember, but I feel like we said the exact same thing. Like, we would both do um, the, the, the poo that tastes like chocolate. Because it just makes sense to us. I don't know. <laughs> that does not make sense. <laughs> sense we were me. weird. Yo. I mean, anyways. <laughs> People are going to be looking at me different now when they, when they hear this episode. They're like, what? <laughs> Um, but okay, that was a good little warm up. Um, so now we'll get into some questions for you. Um, so yeah, so we know that you have uh, a podcast. Um, how long have you been doing? You want to maybe say the name of the podcast and like introduce um, why you started it and like what purpose does it serve? Sure. So my podcast is called The Sweet Tooth Vegan, and I started it in April of this year. And uh, currently, I have 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I've had 13 guests on my show. 
and I started it as an extension of my food blog. Um, and uh, one day I was on Instagram and I saw an ad for the app Anchor. I don't know if you guys, it's a podcast making app. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It was free. And um, I saw it as a way to use it as a tool to connect with the vegan community because I'm the only vegan in my family and amongst my friends. So sometimes it's kind of lonely. So I thought, hey, I'll create a podcast just to reach out to uh, people that are like me and hear their stories and share resources with them. Um, so yeah, and I'm also a really quiet person and I don't really share my thoughts or my voice with people. So I, for me, it's, it's a way to get my voice out there and practice being comfortable with speaking out on mm -hmm. things that I care about. And it's, oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna ask, how long, how long has it been since you've been vegan? About two and a half years. And what made you like make that, make that transition? Um, so it started off with um, re researching uh, the dairy industry and, and the meat industry and um, realizing that our, our bodies excel when it's more alkaline um, instead of acidic. So foods, they're either alkaline or acidic um, and plant-based diets, vegan diets, they're majority are, are alkaline. Um, and, um, what is, sorry, what does that mean, like, like, when they're more alkaline foods, like? So, um, you know in science class when mm -hmm. you, I guess, do experiments, and there's like those test strips, and then... Oh, like you, pH? Yeah, pH level. Oh, yeah, okay, that's no, okay, I, mean. yeah. oh, I know pH. Oh, like acidity, it has to do with acidity, acidity right? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so there's alkaline, which is... Oh, yeah. Um, like one end of the mm -hmm, spectrum, the spectrum and then yeah. acidic. Okay, yeah, no, I remember. Okay. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I watched documentaries um, on YouTube and Netflix, and the one that stood out to me was um, this uh, woman. She's from Canada. She's a animal activist, and she did a five-minute video on the dairy industry, and that one like really shocked me. Um, so I cut out dairy, and then eventually I cut out meat all meats so mm. yeah it's, it's based my decision is just based on the information that i found mm -hmm. and yeah and then you want i guess wanted to share that in your like, with your podcast series right yeah yeah so um you have like a new season out that just came out like yes like recently not too long ago um like so i was wondering is there a difference between this like this season on um, the series that you have and like your first um couple episodes um um, well, <clears throat> sorry, um, for this series, it's called Mind Your Business, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs within the vegan community, so the episodes are focused on business, like building your own brand mm -hmm. and your business, and my previous episodes, like I had a series before that where I interviewed vegan families, just to learn more about what that looks like, like the type mm -hmm. of meals they prep for their kids, if their kids are picky eaters and, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and so far majority of my guests have been American I've only had one Canadian guest yeah. not getting that much love from Canada yet wait so <laughs> how do, you, do, you, do you know these people or you just reach uh, out to them I just reach out to them so on, okay. I go on Instagram and I just search different hashtags mm. 
and then I connect. I just give out a invite, mm-hmm. um, and also, except for one guest, all of them ha- have also been black, all black. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's pretty cool getting support mm-hmm. from yeah. around people. Yeah. yeah. W- w- like you've done from the f- previous seasons you've done. Like, what are the um the, f- the interviewing like vegan families? Like, what are some of the the lessons or the takeaway that you got from that season? Um, for that's a good question. Um, let's see. Well, one of them that stood out to me out of the families was a family. Um, the father he was a raw vegan, so he didn't he doesn't cook his foods at all, just strictly like fruits, vegetables in their plain state. I'm like, wow, how do you do that? That seems very <laughs> challenging. And then the mother, she she was vegan, but um, like half raw, half cook. Um, and it was just inspiring just listening to their stories. They shared a lot of um, resources on related to black health. And um, yeah, I, I think just overall just connecting with them and um, just being inspired, like one day if I have a family, um, I won't be too intimidated or nervous because mm-hmm. other people are doing it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So with the families, was it the same like outreach process? Like you just hit them up on like Instagram DM or something? Yes. Like, oh yeah. okay. Like, yeah. And what was your, like how was that? Like what was the response from people? Like um, just a lot going of them. Well, like I've <clears throat> since April, I've been sending out DMs to people and. The only people that have been responding back were black people from America. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, and they were actually excited to just um, be on the show and mm-hmm. share their thoughts and resources and stories. Um, and it's nice to just connect with people. Like, I don't really do this outside of my podcast, but, like, I've started to kind of gain a, not, I don't want to say hobby, but interest in just talking to people and meeting people I, I think that's one of the things I, I like too though like I don't know if if y'all know this, but like when I first started like doing the podcast like I was kind of shy in a sense and I'm still um, shy to some extent and um, like speaking wise I've gotten way better at speaking um, and that's something like I think the, it's just doing this kind of work it gives you like um, kind of strength in other areas and you, 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 you can take from the sit down, this, this kind of table conversation mm-hmm. to like the community and just have like, just bring that with you and the, the skills you, you, you build in here are here. Mm-hmm. So I have a quick question. This is going to kind of be a long question. So like, just like, just like bear with me. Okay. Um, so what I think about your podcast, I think about like the same things that you said. Um, the body excels when you eat more like alkaline foods but I also think of like the historical context of like black folks and their eating habits and behaviors and how like if we're gonna keep it like super 100 super funky we eat like a lot of junk food because like oftentimes that's the most like um, cheapest that's the cheapest um, the most accessible but we know like at its core like it's probably not the best and what that leads is to like a lot of like heart disease diabetes a lot of things that do affect like the black community um so it's kind of like a two-part question. Like, what tips do you have for folks who want to live, like, a more holistic lifestyle? Um, so say anybody that's listening to this, like, yo, what would be your takeaways? And then, like, I also wanted to, like, critique a bit of, like, literature. But first, like, what would be, like, the takeaways for folks? Okay, so people that are interested in, like, 
just eat healthy. Eating healthy. Yeah, maybe yeah. like tip um, strategies. And maybe or... like also a more accessible way of like entry point. Like yo, if I wanted to eat more fruit and vegetables, like what what I need to like incorporate that more. Right. I think <coughs> first it starts off with your mindset and just like that's what, how I started is just changing my mindset. Um, I only have one body and only one life, so I just want to make the best of it. Um, and I just started with just spending more time in the produce section in my grocery stores, um, eating, like making a goal to eat a fruit every day with or after or with a meal. Um, so breakfast, I would always have, like if I'm eating oatmeal, I'd always have throw blueberries in there and have like an apple. Um, so just adding it more into your diet. Instead of like taking away stuff, just adding on mm. to it. Okay. Um, I, feel like this is a, I feel like just adding, like, when you add on like healthy stuff, um, I think over time, if you're dedicated to it, you'll, you'll drop off the unhealthy stuff, like the mm-hmm. McDonald's, the KFC, the Popeyes. Because you, know, you see, like you feel, you'll literally feel the difference. You do, yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, maybe, like, a couple months ago, I was reading this really dope article um, by Huffington Post, and it was titled, quote-unquote, White People Food is Creating an Unattainable Picture of Health. And pretty much what they were talking about was, like, how, um, like, the discourse around what healthy food is, um, it's, like, it's, like, very, like, white. Like, you know, it's not culturally um, relevant, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you think about the Canada's National Food Guide or whatever, what kind of Mm -hmm. fruits are they including? What kind of vegetables are they including? Are they including things that people in Caribbean countries are eating, right? Right. So then when you come over here now and you're told to, like, eat healthy and these are the kind of foods you should be eating, you kind of feel disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. And then you see it as, like, those are white people things. Like, white people eat this way, white people eat healthy. And that kind of maybe is a barrier to people, like, making healthier decisions because they don't see their food reflected. Like And the food that they see here is super expensive and it's not... Like Caribbean food, yum. This about yeah. yum. You, you buy it here, and it's like, what is that? Like it's, it's, it's mad expensive. It's more, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more, yeah. It's more expensive, and it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not accessible, right? So even our understanding of what healthy food looks like also mm-hmm. needs to to change, and that's a, that's a critique of whoever is making these food guides, like the mm-hmm. people who are making these food guides. It's not culturally relevant to people mm-hmm. of color, people who are not like white yeah. like you know like let's put in some other kind of fruits some other right. kind of yeah I, like, I definitely like still carry my roots like mm-hmm. jamaican roots um like i still eat ackee yeah that's what, that's what i was thinking <laughs> avocado <too>. or pear <laughs> yeah. um yeah so i still add in my like un, um experiences with my J- jamaican food mm-hmm. i still kind of carry that mm-hmm. with the food that i make yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's important for people to realize that like, they can make healthier decisions and not mm-hmm. feel like they have to disconnect from their culture, what they're used to eating. Like mm-hmm. right. those, both those things can happen together. Um, so that's just something I thought of when you brought up that point. Yeah. Mm. I also want to touch on, I guess, like education when it comes to like understanding like what might be best for your body and what is holistic. I remember me and Layla. Um, shout out to Layla Dog. I hope she's listening to this. We was at the a bookstore a different book list and we saw this book called african holistic health he was like oh okay cool this sounds like this slaps he was reading it there's all kind of data there's all kind of scientific like tables 
and then we stop and pause, and it's just like, oh, yo, like, there's this one chapter that says, like, oh, yo, menstruation is not a real thing, and we was like, what? what? Who's this from? Like, it, the author's, like, Dick Gregory, is oh. that, like, yo, menstruation is, like, not natural, like, because, like, you as, like, queens or whatever, like, you weren't meant to, like, bleed, yo, so we was what? like, yo, like, let's <laughs> closed, <laughs> yo, <laughs> So, even in, like, my, like, initial, like, ooh, like, look at this literature, like, I'm I'm more so thinking about, like, the kind of, like, I guess, like, access to, like, materials and resources that folks have, um, especially folks that may want to learn, like, yo, like, say if I'm, like, from the Bahamas or from Jamaica, like, what are folks eating over there to, like, keep healthy and holistic bodies? Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to tell you in the Bahamas, it's like, yo, like, you could eat kidnap, you could eat juju dog, like, you could eat, like, pear and, like, incorporate lime in it and any and everything, like... Mm-hmm oil stew fish like show some lime in that um so i'm like yo like what are like some of the resources or like um materials that have catered to you folks understandings of like what healthy means like what that's a good question yo like i don't know like how yeah. how i came to understand what healthy food is yeah know? like yo like and are you living a healthy holistic lifestyle if so, like, what has taught you that? This man has Andre shook. I'm kind of shook too. <laughs> Me too. This question, eh? I don't know what to say. I, I don't know. <laughs> Am I healthy? I don't know. Um, well, yeah. Oh, I've never really thought of that. Um, it's very deep. <laughs> I don't know. Can you say it one more time? Because I kind of... Um, I can, and I could give, like, my own okay, answer yeah. to start mm-hmm. off. Like... What is attributed to your own understanding of healthy? What does your lifestyle look like? And what has helped, like, what resources, what materials, what family, capital, or, like, uh, conditioning has helped that? Like, me, growing up in the Bahamas, like, if I'm gonna, like, share a little bit, like, personal stuff, like, my Grammy is, is diabetic, or I think was. I feel like she said, like, she beat it at one point, so I was like, okay, hey, cool, shout out to you. you. Um, but that also meant that, like, growing up, I wasn't, there wasn't much, like, sugar or salt in, like, anybody's food, because if my Grammy cooking, you eat whatever my Grammy serve you on that plate. Um, and there's just, like, things that we were able to, like, pick off of, like, my, my grandpa literally have a farm, y'all been on the farm, too. Um, we would have, like, stuff sent from, like, that particular island, Bahamas, over to, like, a different part of the island, so things were a little bit more accessible, and you grew more of your things. Um, and my family, like, my Grammy and my mom would, like, pass down that knowledge to me, right? So they come over here, like, all the... The produce that I had access to, like you were talking about, Andre, like I don't have that anymore. If I want to buy a Ginep, like first of all, it's rare if I'll be able to find like a Ginep up here, and second, it's not expensive. Um, Sorry, you say Ginep. Wait, we just call it Ginep, dog. We call it Ginep. Ginep. Yo, honey in a shell, but huh? Um, so, oh yeah. So my healthy understanding is that, and as far as I'm concerned, that works. But I don't have those things no more. Like I don't have like my my grandfather my grandfather's farm, like that selection of produce that I was used to, I don't have that no more. So now like if I'm just like cognizant of like yo survival at this very moment, I opt for what's ever cheap. Mm-hmm. And that's usually just like if I'm keep it funky, like very junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. And like stuff I've learned here and there, not necessarily like um, books or like like documentaries we have different experiences but more so like my community has taught me like ideas of what that looks like mm-hmm. uh, I think for me it was like really just trying to figure it out as I go along and like listening to my body and seeing what kind of foods I eat that my body's like nah like you shouldn't be eating this like it's just some things you'll eat and like boom you have a pimple the next day or like your face starts to get bumped up and you're like hey I probably shouldn't be eating this like our body's like a really good I think thing to like listen to and even I remember um 
probably like a couple years ago, I realized when I eat chips, like I, I would get these really like tense, like chest pains. Like my chest was starting to feel tight. Heartburn? No, it didn't even feel like heartburn. It just felt like tight. Like my chest was like, like, I don't know, like restri- like constricting or something. And I felt like because of so much, there was so much salt, there's so much mm-hmm. salt in chips. So ever since then, I really like lay back on chips. I won't be buying, you won't see me buying bags of chips and things like that, you know? So listening to my body, um, and then also like, I didn't like grow up, grow up in Jamaica, but, um, my grandfather, like he passed away, like he had sugar, right? He had like sugar and high blood pressure. Um, so ever since like he, when he was sick, like my grandmother would start to like cut back on the seasonings that she was using. Um, cause like, I don't know, like our household was like, we used to cook with enough seasoning, like yeah, I don't know, same for y'all, but like, yeah, we just <laughs> we like to make sure our food is seasoned well. So it's like my grandma had to start like cutting back, like cutting back with, uh, with the seasoning and my mom's always reminding her like, you'll stop cooking with so much seasoning. Like, didn't you see like my grandfather died? Like, you know, we need to be more careful with the, with the seasoning or whatever. So me too, like it's trickling down to me now as well. Like always keeping in mind and my mom's always reminding me not to cook with so much seasoning. And, um, like, right now, I'm just trying to cut back on different things in, t- in terms of, like, even sugar. Like, not using sugar in my tea. Like, that's something I started doing. Same like, here. Yeah, recently. Drink like black now. Yeah, I just drink, mm-hmm. I just pour water. Like, my tea bag, just pour water, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, there's some days, obviously, I'm just like, oh, you know, I, you know, you'll mess up some days. Like, like <laughs> yeah. just a one spoon or something. Yeah. But for the most part, like, no, I don't use any sugar in my tea now. It's just small little cutbacks like that. So... Um, I guess that's how I came to understanding it. So listening to my body, like family a little bit, and then just trying to cut back. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember you were telling me like you're a man that drink your tea every single morning. Yes, every, every morning. tea, I, every morning. I mean, yeah. Wait, so like, do you still drink like Milo, or like, is it like tea bag? Tea? No, I, I, yeah, I don't drink like Milo and stuff, stuff like that anymore. It's mostly like tea no. bags. So I drink like ginger tea or like um, lemon tea, stuff like that. Like. Yeah, I don't do, like, the Milo and Ovaltine thing. Anymore. And, frankly, like, those things are expensive, too, in the grocery store, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the tea bags are... Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'll just get a bag of tea, like, a tea bag or whatever, and it'll last yeah. longer. Yeah. I miss Milo. Mm. I can't have it anymore, because that's dairy in it. Yeah. I'm trying mm. to figure out how to make it, oh. a, a vegan one, but, yeah, I definitely miss Milo. <laughs> mm. So, your conception of, like... Yeah, healthy. Um, I think... The main source would be school, like growing up in school, in gym class, we'd have health class and learn what's healthy, what's not. Um, but as you were saying, it's it's comes from a Eurocentric point of view. Um, but I, I'm still learning myself, like I don't have all the answers. But uh, one thing that I think people should know is vegan doesn't always equal healthy because there's also vegans that eat unhealthy things like vegan junk food like we have uh there's like vegan baked meats so like fishless fillets uh um, beefless ground beef Mm -hmm. but it's all like processed so it's not healthy that's what i want to ask you about too we had this big remember we had this big debate was it caravana day i think it was yeah We're in a store. We're in a vegan store. We're in a vegan store. And um, we're talking about, well, is um, vegan meat, like, is it actually good to be eating, like, vegan meat? Because it's like, whatever. And we're like, yeah, no, no, no. The argument was like, which is worse for you, processed, like, vegan meat or actual meat? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, like, meat, actual meat, environment, and, like, at least, like, the processed, like, vegan meat. Like, they're both processed, but at least, like, one is processed based on like that plant based mm-hmm. um so yeah what do you what are your yeah. thoughts um i try to cut back now in like recent times after 
listening to uh, the different guests I had on my show. Um, and yeah, it, it, it tastes really good, <laughs> but it can be expensive. So I just, sometimes I just treat myself to it, but I try not to have it often because of the preservatives mm-hmm. in it. Um, but yeah, it tastes really good. So it's actually not that healthy, like <laughs> the vegan meat uh, not that good. Well, I, don't, I haven't seen like studies, but like if you look at the ingredients of some of them, it's processed like a lot of salt mm-hmm. in it. Um, but if anyone's interested, there's a brand called Gardein. Um, you could get it in Fortinos and some um, Freshcos. They have like if you want to transition your meats, you could try their fishless fillets. They also have um, something that's likened to chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. like no chicken. Um, and then the beefless uh, ground beef. So is that but, brand better? Are you saying that that doesn't have as much processing um, or something? I, or haven't, it I haven't really. It just tastes. Good. <laughs> 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 I haven't really compared. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like a study done. What you were saying about comparing what's worse, eating meat or processed meat, and like the long term effects. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like going um, to like Andre's saying like. I, when I, I, I there's a point in time when I, I was almost vegan, um, all I was eating was bean and, and the the beefless ground, and the thing with my body was just like there's time when I eat it, I ate it, and I, I get I wouldn't I, I get I would get constipated from mm-hmm. just eating the the, the beefless ground, oh. and over time like I don't know if my digestive system is weird like that where like it takes me a long time to digest stuff, so over time like I just realized that like. Honestly, like it wasn't really wasn't really worth me just like eating and just me not having stomach pain, but like being constipated for like two three days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, um, but yeah. <laughs> True. So, like, yo, like as you talk about like um, your perception of like being vegan and like what has led you to this point and even like your podcast, uh, I'm very curious as to like the challenges that you would have faced like when producing like podcast episodes. Um, and the ways in which like, you try to overcome some of these challenges. So I wanted to know if you could expand on that a bit. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the first one, the first challenge I have is with the actual app. So I, I think I'm going to ask you guys questions on like how you guys produce your episodes. But there's the app has a lot of glitches. So um, what I do is I send a link to my guests and they click it and they get, join in on the recording. And sometimes it... Um, like glitches in and out the audio sometimes it says it's recording but then when i'm done finishing like all the audio is gone oh. yeah that happened uh recently so last month so i have to redo the episode. episode and the interview again um yeah so that's my biggest challenge what app is this you say you use it's called anchor so what why do you have to use that how come what is that what's the purpose of that app like to record so yeah so you record it and then you hit a button that says you hit a button that says um, public so then you click public and then it goes to um, iTunes, Spotify without even doing anything like the app does it for you Mm -hmm. so once you're done recording the episode you press um, public and then it sends it to all those different and you pay for the app? it's free 
can you oh, upload so like, audio to it? Yeah, you can upload okay, audio. That's pretty cool. But like ours, the, when we upload to SoundCloud, doesn't it automatically go to it goes to iTunes as well? But it doesn't yeah. go to Spotify. Doesn't go to oh, Spotify. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard about the app too. Like that's that's the one unique part of it. It goes to like multiple different streaming. Mm. I guess so like, get more listen apps. apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's free. Okay. But it glitch. But it we use that to record as well. You're saying. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so like your participants will be they they click they click the link mm-hmm. and then they just it starts recording on their side too or something. Yeah, oh. they join in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever tried um, Skype? Did it no, I haven't. Is that a mm-hmm. good? We've tried it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it, it glitches too based on the internet. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think you'd lose the whole. Audio but you wouldn't lose the whole audio. Oh, okay. yeah, that's good. Yeah, because you can yeah, you can record the, the conversation through Skype, and the person gets a copy, and you get a copy as well. Okay. You can just download it straight to your computer. Yeah, and you um, can do your edits. Yeah, you should look into that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, well, yeah, like so. Yeah, that's one of the um, challenges, and we've been able to overcome it. Though, like some issues with like you know, like my whole audio is gone, but um, you're still able to like learn. Um, are there any other challenges? And I remember you said you may have some questions about how we do our podcast. So we're open to like answering any questions, but just wanted to double back to see if there are like anything else that comes with like the labor or like the love of like creating like this platform to talk and share. Sure. Um, another challenge would be I kind of mentioned it earlier when I'm reaching out and sending invites, not getting um, responses back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a challenge, and those are the only ones I could think of yeah. right like, now. You've got some great yeah. like, people that you've gotten on your on your episodes, like mm-hmm. um, the fitness guy. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. at first I thought Naji. you knew him, and then no. after the end, I was like, you're like, oh, you asked him where he's where he's where in the states he's from. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, and then I realized <laughs> that you actually reach out to people that like, yeah. you know, again people from the states, and I was like, that's pretty, pretty dope. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Another chance I think you mentioned is just like getting people from Toronto. Yeah, they're Canadians. Yeah. I only have one, like um, Brown Sugar. Oh, yeah. They were my first Canadian guests. So I actually got to record like in person with mm. them, at, and all the rest of them have just been over the app. Okay. I know there's, I know one, I know the, 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 the lady um, in person, like it's called Eastside Vegan. Oh, I met them yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. Where's that store? Where is where is they? Where they? It's like she doesn't have a a a store. Oh. She goes. It's like it's kind of. She goes to markets like. Oh, pop up shops kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I met her yesterday at the Black Owned Unity. I saw like my patrol. Shout out to Patrona Dog. Um, Do you know her? I won't say like they're gubby gubby. Like I know them in passing. I definitely like appreciated a lot of their Facebook posts. And they just created their new brand where they have like the the silky silky do rags. Yo, yeah, yeah I saw you talking about do rags. I'm like, yeah. I got to hit them up for one. Yes. <laughs> I think they're dope, eh? Yeah, I have it on their silk. website. How do I get one? Oh, uh, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, you can order it through yeah. like their Instagram yes. or just show up to like one of their markets. Oh. I really wanted to go yesterday, but we was yeah. all like mad busy. Yeah, yesterday was hectic. Oh, yeah, uh, it's a great event. It's a great event. Shout out, shout out Okay, yo, so, like, what are some of y'all, like, challenges? Yo, we... I could actually let it rip now. You let it rip. You gotta let it rip. I don't know if I can think of any right now. The challenges? Yo, spacing? Oh, yeah, spacing. Spacing. Huge challenge. Um, Just with, like... I think it's super hard to find space as, like, black youth anywhere in the city, no matter, like, what kind of thing that you do, whether, like, 
you have like a medium or if you want to put on like a showcase shout out to like that one venue where we tried to have like that artist performance and they were being mad can you call racist. them out just call them out yo. yo shout out to not even shout out like bun off with my whole entire chest and my sternum dog um, supermarket <laughs> from Kensington yeah um, tell them the story yo okay so like basically we wanted to have a showcase because a homie was coming out with a Alex EP. Alex was coming out with an EP yeah and we also wanted to like have space for like anybody to come through and share their art and like Yo, like, just celebrate, listen to some nice hip-hop, right? After, like, maybe two, three weeks of talking to these people, negotiating with these people, and we everything's almost set in stone. Like, we are ready, like, ready to, like, sign anything or, like, pay for anything that we need to pay. Um, and then at the last minute, the person's like, hey, like, just, just a quick question. I, even though I've seen, like, your entire, like, artist list and, like, the idea and, like, boom, 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 all these things that we've already talked about for two, three weeks, um, is the show hip-hop? Does it have hip hop in it? Because it's gonna be very disruptive for our guests when they're trying to eat. And we was just like, what do you mean disruptive, dog? You mean like for whatever reason hip hop has like you're are you talking about it like decibels? Like are you talking about sound? Like what are you actually saying about like it's being it being disruptive? Like that's a you're talking about a whole ass genre, dog. Mm -hmm. Um and if we look at like other genres, whether it be like rock and roll, like punk rock, like like, like, what are we actually talking about? (laughs) (laughs) We we pretty much interpreted it as as like, yo, like we don't want like black artists there. Um and we were very um, disappointed in the way in which like they carried on that encounter and we couldn't move forward with them because like it just didn't sound like a safe venue no more so that's a, another issue in terms of space but yeah we just had incredible like um, ups and downs with, with spacing but yeah that's one of the I think, yeah, challenges big, I think that would be the biggest one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. is there anything else like we have um, you said you wanted some, some suggestions like we have the Yeti mics and these are I think how much you guys paid like a hundred for them uh not some change maybe yeah, yeah. for each one for each one mm-hmm. so we have the yeti mics and they're, they're really good with like sound quality and it's like a, a usb mic so you can just plug it in into um your computer and start recording if you have like in-person interviews um but the only thing with these is like it pick will pick up like like it'll pick up some sound in the background right. like the white noise so ideally you'd want to get what is it a pop filter or something yeah. to like fill it so like there's additions you can add onto the mic so that you can filter out all that background noise mm-hmm. or else you have to do it in the editing um, which makes it more difficult mm-hmm. but I think the spacing I think spacing is another big I don't know if you have any, any other ones that I can think of mm-hmm. I think like getting it like trying to figure it out too was a challenge because we just came off the rip we were like yo we want to do this and then it's like, oh, yo, so this is work work. Okay, cool, <laughs> like, mad research. Um, it took, we had to, like, push our launch maybe, like, a month or two after the fact. Um, our logo and then, like, figuring out next steps. But it was a learning experience, a growing a growing pain at that. Um, and, yeah, it was a challenge we were still able to overcome. So if you have any challenges with, like, the podcast, you were already, like, 13 episodes deep. But if there's ever anything we could do to, like, help out in terms of, like, knowledge sharing, I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have a question about the programs, like, the audio programs mm-hmm. you use. <coughs> to, like, edit, you, you mean? Yeah, are you allowed to say it? Or? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we can say it. You okay. can, yeah. Like, we use GarageBand. Like, we, we use GarageBand. We use, um, Calicus have Audacity. Yo, don't use Audacity, dog. Like, if you value your work and don't want it to crash on you every single time, nah, it's not worth it. Um, I use Audition for mine. Yeah, and that's like Adobe, my right? Is that Adobe? Yeah, yeah Adobe, Adobe Audition. Audition. Is it free? It's free? 
Um, if you download it illegally, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, but GarageBand, if you have any kind of computer, do you have? Dell. Okay, yeah. So so you wouldn't have GarageBand, because I think it's only on Macs, yeah. MacBooks, but you can definitely get the Audition. Yeah, and the thing with Audition is, like, if you just want the Audition for podcast only, or for recording only, you can get, I think it's, like, it's $99 American dollars. Um, I'm not sure how much that transfer over to, like, Canadian well, and that's like per month, okay. or you can just like get the the software itself and install it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are I think those are the two: GarageBand, Audacity, and hundred percent not use Audacity, <laughs> okay. dog. Audacity's um, gonna come. For, he's gonna they're gonna send an email for us. I heard you talking about us. <laughs> um, it's a just, review. <laughs> it's a review. Yeah. Just oh, a question for you too, though, until because you we haven't we haven't reached out to people we don't know like on a personal level. Um, I don't say big. Yeah, we haven't reached out with people like doing the, that. Oh, like people we don't know, like for yeah, guests you talking yeah, about? Okay. Like the outreach that you've done. Like, what are some of the the tips and tricks that yeah. you you've gotten from outreaching to people like in the states or just people? Yeah. All right. So the question is like, how do I reach out? Yeah. To like, what's tips? your what's the experience of reaching out to people? Um, I just introduce myself. Like, I'll send them a DM, uh, like a brief introduction like hi my name is Shalina I have this podcast called the sweet tooth vegan the purpose is just to connect with the vegan community if you're interested in being on it um, Mm -hmm. let me know and then if they respond yes I'll ask for their email and I'll just give more information on it Um, but yeah just like sending a text Mm -hmm. it's really like at the beginning it's so out of my comfort zone because I don't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't talk to people But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, for the most part, people are friendly that yeah. I've encountered. Yeah, maybe that's something we could do as well, like, in the yeah. future. Because, yeah, we've mostly just been reaching out to folks in the city that we know. Actually, this today, for the first time, we, we actually reached out to, we um, had a conversation with someone okay. um, who was not in, like, our local community. Um, but, yeah, so we're also interested in learning, like, where do you see your podcast in a couple of years? So, like, like, next two years or so, like, where would you like your podcast uh, that's a good question. Um, I would like to have more, I guess, subscribers um, that listen to it regularly. Regularly, and do you have like a goal, like a number, or just? Um, I don't know if I'm just selling myself short. Is a hundred a lot? I don't know. <laughs> Is that small? Yeah, like a consistent. Consistent listeners. No, yeah. And also, hopefully, get more Canadians mm. on it. Yeah. Canadian guests. When you went to the event yesterday, did you find like find any vegan, except for East, like except for East, East Side vegan? Yeah, there was Brown Sugar, which I had on my podcast. There are a couple. Um, they sell treats um, that are gluten free and mm-hmm. vegan, and they also each of their treats is named after an African hero. Which is pretty cool. That's how they kind of get people to be interested. Mm -hmm. And um, their cookies are the shape of Africa, the Africa continent, which is pretty cool. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, and tastes delicious. And there's also Melanated Vegan. They're a clothing line. They're also um, uh, Canadian. Um, So they have different uh, T-shirts, bags, hats, baby clothes that have Melanated Vegan yeah. Okay. And, yeah. 
Oh, I was just going to ask if there was any, like, also podcasts maybe that you'd recommend that you listen to as well. Um, I've only listened to two, this one, <laughs> and Brown Vegan. She's Brown American. Vegan. Okay. Um, her name's Monique. She's kind of, like, my, who I look up to okay, and nice. kind of aspire to be, like, like, yeah, she has a lot of different um, guests and, yeah. Those are, and I started listening to Lemonade. No, no, lemonade. What's it called? Lemonade shade. Lemon shade. Lemon shade. Yeah, they're based in the UK. They're two uh, black women. Um, yeah, I just started listening to them. Yeah, I see a lemon shade podcast. Is this them? Oh yeah, lemon shade. They're vegan as well. No, I don't think so. Yo, so I have a quick question. Um, I know you don't necessarily live in Toronto, but like, yo, like you probably come through and visit the city like various times. Um, what are some of your favorite vegan restaurants to go to, and like, what would you recommend in the city and out of, out of the city? Sure. So all of them, all the vegan restaurants that I've been to and know of, they're all in Toronto. Oh God. So the first one is called Vital Life. And that's yeah. near... Have you been there? Oh, have we been there? No, haven't I been there with you? Is it one in Kensington? Yeah, yeah. Kensington Market. Long time. Oh, long time. man. Yeah. Delicious. Wait, is that the one that we went to? Yeah. Yeah, the Rastafarian one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Li- oh, remember, didn't we go too? Uh, I yeah. think we were supposed to go for those clothes. No, we right, like ate something like right on the, the side of it. No, that wasn't, that's a di- oh. that was a different one. There's another one. That, remember we were supposed to go there, but it was closed. So oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, And yeah. they have like a little shop underneath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one, sick, yeah. number one recommendation. Yeah, what do you call it? The, um, <laughs> the, to- the, the barbecue to- soy? The, the boy. But that, that's bad, no. Isn't that the one what we shouldn't eat? Or is it everyone's then. <laughs> oh, to- tofu? Yeah. Yeah, there's like, within the vegan community, um, there's like a divide on it. Like some people say it's like soy is fine, and then the others are like, no, it causes cancer. Like, <laughs> yeah, so who knows? Like, no, I, <laughs> it's two extremes. Um, like, and there's been like, I've seen research, sorry, articles that say the benefits of drinking soy milk mm. um, so I I don't know like I just eat it I don't eat it often mm-hmm. I don't really have a um, what's it called uh, opinion I don't have an opinion on it because mm-hmm. it's I'm hearing both sides like it's pretty much equal um, so yo what's your yeah. favorite vegan dish then like yo like the stuff that makes you slap, like, yo, like, the stuff that, like, really, like, the dreams are made of, like, what's your favorite, favorite dish? Um, uh, anything Caribbean. So, like, I, what I like to make, um, ackee, I, instead of salt, salt fish, I put, um, red onions, uh, scallion, and bell peppers, and just season it with salt mm-hmm. and pepper. Um, and then I also like kalaloo. And kaleu, I don't know if you've heard of that. Kaleu. Yeah, so it's, it's kale. K- kale. You like basically um, steam the kale and you just season it with onions and um, pepper, salt. Mm, it tastes really good. good. Yeah. Yeah, kaleu so, is hard to find in Toronto. Yeah. It, it is. My, yeah. my grandma makes it for me. I, I don't know how to make. It. Oh, I, know. I haven't made it, but I, I make the kaleu, and um, with dumpling. I use spelt flour instead of white flour. Spelt um, flour. So it's 
belt is a green. Mm. So it's just the flowers. Mm. Is it so it's, it's more healthy than white flower? I'm guessing. Yeah, oh. yeah, white flower is not healthy. Jeez, it's no. like bleached, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and all true. the nutrients are like taken God. out. Jeez. No white flower. <laughs> um, just, just to add on. Like, what are some tips and advice you'd give to like vegan, like someone aspiring to become vegan? Um, I would say just start off like slowly, day by day. Just do your research. Um, you don't have to. Don't feel pressured to change like right away. Just take your time, and sometimes the information out there can be overwhelming. So yeah, just take a deep breath and make the decision for you. Like don't do it because everyone else is doing it. Um, and also, if you're a black person, I would recommend checking out Dr. Milton Mills. He's a black American doctor, and he's he does a lot of research. Um, based on the plant, plant-based plant diets. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned him in one of my earlier podcast episodes where he talks about the dairy industry, how there's actually like some racist um, roots with it, oh, colonial yeah. roots. Um, so yeah, from my understanding... In the he, dairy <coughs> industry? What, yeah, what does that so, mean, though? Like, so he was saying how um, people, majority of black people and Asian people and um, Native American people, they're uh, lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. majority of us. And the dairy industry and like colonizers, colonizers knew this, but they would still push dairy mm-hmm. on us, mm-hmm. even though we can't tolerate, even though it's not good for our bodies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does, he talks a lot about race and- What's his name? Mil- Dr. Milton Mills. Milton Mills? Yeah. Okay, okay. as in M-I-L-L-S? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Jamaica, dog. Jamaica tweeted something dead funny the other day. I feel like I've seen it before, but just to, like, pick them up one time, they're like, yo, you're not lactose intolerant. You, you, you're just not supposed to eat. Yeah. Drink. You're just not a baby cow, dog. <laughs> yes. You're not a baby cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's him. Okay, yo. It makes sense that we shouldn't be, yeah. And also, I just want to say, like, yo, like, I've actually tried some of your confectionaries during my birthday in November. I was like, yo, like, I want something to share with me and the homies. I was, I didn't end up sharing it, like, yo, because, like, it's You didn't share No, he didn't oh. share it. <laughs> I thought you did. All of it. You know what? The day we were supposed to go go garden, I had in my mind, like, all right, like, let me go grab it. And then, like, I would share it with y'all. We end up forgetting it. So it was like, oh, okay. And it, we only supposed to have it good for, like, a week. Yeah. So afterwards, we just like, oh, okay. But, yo, like, yeah. I've tested it. I bought the the <laughs> apple crumble as well as, like, the, the pecan pie. Both slapped. Like, me and my partner loved it. So, like, yo, shout out to you. Like, your confection. You. Like, when you talk about it, it's not like, yo, like, you're coming up with... Um, any, like, regular digger thing. Like, you're coming up with something that actually tastes good. Something that... Um, there should be a demand for, and me and my partner definitely see that demand, and we want, like, more of that supply, dog, like, what's up? Uh, <laughs> I'm <scratching>. so <laughs> Yo, nah, like, my, so I actually kept it for, like, two weeks in my fridge, and my partner saw it, he was like, oh, it, like, we can't eat it no more, but she was just like, yo, I want more, dog. Two like, weeks? That means just more than enough time to give us some, dog. <laughs> so it, it was still fresh after the two weeks? Nah, like, I, I definitely trusted your, your judgment, it's just like, oh, okay. cool, like, took it out but she was mad upset and she wants another one okay so you will definitely see us like hitting you up for just like another order sometime soon um i want to ask like which which like i guess recipe or treat are you most proud of or like if someone was going to order from you like what would you want them to order um i would say the pecan pie 
that's um, something new that I've been working on and experimenting with. And um, also my scones, my pumpkin spice scones, that's my most popular one. And that's like how I started baking. It was that, mm. um, the scones. And um, So when you're making these, like just try different things? Like how, what's your, yeah, what's your so process in I, baking? So before I got into baking, I would spend a lot of time on YouTube to just find vegan recipes. Um, and I would just study like different like, if I wanted to learn how to make vegan chocolate chip cookies, I would just research different uh, recipes and try them out and, like, add my own little um, style, flavor, yeah, <laughs> on it. Um, so, yeah, just starting off by just researching mm -hmm. different recipes and then making it my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, I've never baked anything. I don't think I've ever baked anything so <laughs> I don't think I've baked anything. Um, it's fun. It can, it's a good pastime. Yeah, it can. Yeah, 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 it can be challenging. Yeah. yeah, especially cookies. Like even though it seems easy, mm -hmm. like you have to, you can't let them be in the oven for like more than ten minutes. And, like when you take it out, it looks like it's not um, cooked. But don't put it back yeah, in because it'll like overcook. overcook. Yeah. I learned the hard way with like cookies. Cookie like, mix, yo, you make good. Some remember, what do you make? Cookies, yo, dog, like, do not big me up. That's just Pillsbury no. cookies, dog. <laughs> nah, they're still good though. <laughs> were they actually Pillsbury? Yeah. <laughs> I literally. I thought you made them from scratch. <laughs> I literally scooped them and just chewed them. It sounds like I made you cookies. Like you made them from scratch. <laughs> That's so funny. They're still good though. Yeah, but like, probably not the best. So like, yo, like I'll probably take a. If you ever do, like, make cookies, I'll definitely look out for them. Okay. Um, and I think you've given me a lot to think about, like, with regards to, like, changing my lifestyle and just mm -hmm. making these little adjustments. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe, like, starting off small, like, unbleached flour. Like, yeah, yeah unbleached yeah. flour can be okay. Unbleached. Oh, bleached. unbleached. Yes, yes, yes. She's looking at my <laughs> face like, what? <laughs> did you not hear what I just said? Yeah, anything white. Okay. <laughs> sorry, not, not like, sorry. Yeah, but anything, any <laughs> anything bleached. <laughs> Like white flour, not good. White rice, white, white rice, rice no. white bread, white bread, no. Anything white, white, sugar. white sugar, don't. <laughs> Brown sugar or coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is like oh, the healthiest. Oh, coconut sugar. I've never had that yeah. before. Oh yeah, you had? Yeah. It's not as sweet, but it's like a healthier alternative, like sugar. Um, yeah, brown. I I think um you. I've, I've been to the point of almost going vegan, um, and, like, I think it was, I've been vegetarian for, I think, almost five years, so, um, I've been to the point of, I think, last year, almost going vegan, last two years, almost going vegan, and it's, I, I'm now, like, pescatarian, because, like, I wasn't, I don't know, I feel like I wasn't getting enough protein, um, yeah, so you you inspired me to want to oh, like wow. go back vegan. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, that's uh, I'm. It's hard because I'm I'm gonna travel soon, so mm -hmm. I don't know how that's gonna look in next couple, next couple of weeks. But hopefully, um, when I come back, I can like maybe try to get back on that yeah. boat. And the yeah. protein, it's uh, it's kind of a misconception because like protein comes from plants. Mm -hmm. Plants are the only things that make protein and the reason why animals have protein is because they eat the plants mm -hmm. so yeah that's mm -hmm. a, a big misconception um like i get that question all the time like where do you get your protein mm -hmm. how about protein oh protein 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 but mm -hmm. yeah and it's very rare that rare that people would die from like protein deficiency because 
It's yeah. like our our like the North American culture, like they really push it, but we don't need that much mm. that they're telling mm-hmm. us. Yeah. But yeah. But you can get like protein from like beans, legumes. Yeah, no, I used to eat a lot of that. Like these yeah. guys know like chickpeas. I have to have like a, a chickpeas, yeah. beans, like kale. everything, kale, lentils, mm-hmm. spinach. Um, I think the thing is, yeah. I, I get you. I got How you. How much do you spend you. a week on groceries? Because um, I think that's also maybe another thing. Yeah. Well, I shop at No Frills, which is <laughs> cheap. So I, I every, uh, I would say between, like, depending on what I get, for sometimes like $50, 50 that's 60 yeah. For, and, yeah. And you get all, everything you need yeah. for a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one person. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. For on a vegan it's, diet, that's yeah. pretty good. It's mainly produce. Like, that's... And when you buy your beans, like, I buy dry beans. Mm-hmm. I don't buy them in the can. Mm-hmm. Um, and those last... Because the cans are not as good, time. right? When um, they're in the can? Yeah, they're, like, laced with uh, carcinogens. Like, oh, God, yeah, I need to stop. So, like, if you, if you do have cans... Like, if that's the only type of beans you could afford, like better than nothing just make sure you rinse it really oh, well like wash them yeah yeah Yeah, so that was a really like really dope like conversation and i'm sure like yeah all of us have already said like we're thinking about like, making different decisions and sometimes that's really all it is it takes that that first thinking about it and then making that decision to like hey i'm gonna change something mm-hmm. even if it's something small like not yeah. putting sugar in your tea or something like that exactly. you know and then going from there um so yeah definitely i know for sure for me like i want to all right let me just speed up i want to um definitely like get there eventually like maybe be vegan eventually um so that's something i'm working on uh but before we go we definitely wanted to do some like a final thought slash hot take so i i don't know recently i've been seeing um a lot of things because we've you've listened to our our episodes and we've Mm -hmm. we've spoken a lot about hair and the politics of hair and what hair means to black people and you have dreadlocks aj has dreadlocks khalik has dreadlocks alex has dreadlocks (laughs) so yeah recently like there's been like a lot of like a lot of stuff going on, right? So we spoke about the importance of, like, hair for, like, black people, whether that's dreadlocks, whether that's just what an afro, like, that has, a, like, a political meaning and, like, it's politically significant. So, I don't know, recently I've been seeing a you know, even the other day I was at York, was this two days ago, maybe, I saw this Asian dude, literally his hair was locked. His hair was locked like your hair. And he had the little, you know, those little gold things that, um... Yeah. That people put the yeah people put in their hair. He had that, and I was like, bro, like, what do you do? And like, it was so weird. It was so strange seeing it because it looked like it actually looked like locks. It was like stiff, like you know. Really? Was, yeah, so I'm just like, was what the hell wig? are you putting in here? <laughs> and he had the sides faded too. Like it was just it was just very weird. Um, and then also like on Instagram, I saw a video and we sent you that yeah, video as well. It, yeah. This Asian dude. Um, they did some, I don't know what they did. They did some weird that was, process. No, yo, that was a lot. Bro, and his yeah. hair came out in like a mini afro. I yeah. was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? So, uh, definitely want to get y'all thoughts on that. Like, um, seeing like non-black people with these black hairstyles. It's really weird. <laughs> really strange to me. Um, uh, yeah, that, that video of the Asian guy that they did all that stuff to his hair and then came out with an afro. It's like, wow. Technology. <laughs> oh, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you see how they do it, 
Like it's like literally like you have to sit down Yo. and try and Yo. fail and try again and fail until you yeah. get to that Yo, point. Three maps on these. What were those things he put in his head? They're like pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners. There was like a hundred thousand of them in his head. Like bro. Like they have to. They look at the. They go through all that stress, bro. To look like just that. to get a little afro, yeah. but I think it's a testament to like the lengths people will go to to like co-op like certain things and like just attach on anything that they feel is trendy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that yo, that was yo, that was so it's, wild, dog. Yeah. But it, do you think afros are trendy now, though? Like back in like, do you, my question is like, do you think that's a trendy hairstyle now? You see people with it, but not often. I think black existence is just incredibly trendy at this very moment. Mm. So they're just co-opting it. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Like, what? No, because in, in the sense that, like, like, for example, like, nowadays, like, I see a lot of a lot of people with dreads, right? Because mm-hmm. dreads... Like, like, non-black people? Non-black about? people. Yeah. And, and even, like, when I, when I first got my locks, not a lot of people were getting locks in, in that point in time. In the last couple of years, like, a lot of people started getting more locks. Yeah. Because, like, it's been, it's, like, I don't know, there's, there's a shift that happened. But, like, you see a lot of non-black people, like, taking up, like, jumping on that bag mm-hmm. line. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, I'm just, like, that's a trend. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how they, like, bring on, like, jumping on that Afro trend. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Yo, to be honest, I feel like there's too, like, I feel like non-black folks on, like, center stage or, like, celebrities. Like, if, you, if we want to talk about, like, Asian folks that are co opted and stuff, like, there's Killy. Killy and I should uh, be specific, uh, sorry. East Asian is what I've been seeing a lot. Mm-hmm. The East Asians, yeah. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen it. I think he's, like, Chinese or, like, Korean. But, like, yo, Killy is, like, definitely, like, uh, Asian-identified person. But he does have, like, I think, like, braids. And he does it in a particular way that definitely looks, like, black. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, like, black culture. And so maybe that's also an influence. Like, maybe folks are just seeing, like, non-black folks, like, um, repping or like branding themselves with like black culture and they may see that as like the co-sign like oh it's okay like it's okay to do it if Kelly does it yeah um, but also you could kind of see like the co-sign he might <laughs> get from like other black people yeah, cool. like imagine you like a, a Asian identified person in like the hip hop industry and then like black oh, like, like um, black folks are, like give what, me what's the okay. guy that um you got me dripping and finesse oh Bruno Mars he was one of the first person I read like first I don't know if he's he's black he's not black I don't think he's racially ambiguous but I, I don't think he's with black. like an afro yeah he has and an afro like imagine like I don't know I'm just making that connection like when that when that dropped people mm-hmm. were saying like she, like people were like yo yo what, what's going on mm-hmm. and now you see like other folks with like an afro like doing the same yeah thing. like I don't know I don't know if that connects but that like mm-hmm. that was my connection this one time yeah yeah it's really frustrating cause like uh, it's like a hopping on a, tra- a culture now becomes like a trend and again you don't know what it means like you don't you don't live that experience you know what I mean but you can just throw on that hairstyle and feel like yo like you know like it's cool it's trendy um but they're not doing you're not doing enough for enough for black people like you know what I mean and right. they don't know the significance behind dreadlocks yeah. like, it's not it's not just a fashion trend like you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um I don't know maybe you want to speak a little bit about you um, or your journey with locks or sure um just to kind of go back um it one time recently I was on Instagram and on my personal account I posted a picture of my dreads and I used the hashtag Nazi dread so I went on it <laughs> <laughs> like the recent picture, the first oh. picture was a white woman oh with <laughs> like Dog. her hair was not even dreads. I'm so mad. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to make all y'all sick. Oh my god, I'm so bad, Doug. Yeah, it was just really. Yeah, weird. It. It's the first picture to pop up, up, like a white lady with like a dreads. Yeah, 
like locks. And so many white people. Look, oh, look, wow. look. Yeah. <laughs> you did go there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just, I was just like, um, I was kind of angered, angry. Um, but I don't know why. Like, mm. first of all, like your hair is not even dreads. <laughs> it, it, it's you know. Yeah, it was just really weird. And and it, her hair was just regularly out. It was just a little frizzy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, that's weird. Um, but I'm, I'm not like the type of person that's like, oh, you can't have dreads. Mm-hmm. I just, like me personally, I just think it's strange. It's odd. Mm-hmm. And I, you, have you guys heard of that saying, um, it's, it's cool to be black until, no, it's, to be black until it's time to be black. Oh, yeah, or like everybody wants to be black, but until, no one wants to be until it's time to be black, black or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it just reminds me of that um, that saying. Like everyone wants to be black, look black. Mm. But then when like certain issues arise, mm-hmm. everyone's like, hey, bye. Yeah, no one wants to talk about racism <laughs> yeah, affecting black people, though, exactly. but they'll rock these dreads and these afros. And yeah. And, and also, like from my understanding of dreads, um, like, in Jamaica, like it, the, one of the reasons why was to was like resistance against Eurocentric mm-hmm. uh, views of beauty. Mm-hmm. So like when I see a, a European person, <laughs> it's like uh, it's kind of like the it's, opposite. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's like, why no, I find it weird. <laughs> like for me, it very much feels like cognitive dissonance. So like when I see it, like I know for a fact you don't have like that historical context in the back of your mind. You just immediately saw it as like cool. Mm-hmm. And to me that like registers as almost like disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like that you can't like you just like it because to you it looks cool, but you don't have the time you didn't put the time and energy to figure out like what people have been through. Mm-hmm. Um so it, mm-hmm. I I just see it as like disrespect. So like to any of my kin folk who may have had it, um, yeah, I know like I'd ostracize, like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to be part of this. What do y'all do to people who, like, say, like, oh, like, how are we cropping, um, dreads when people straighten their hair? A woman, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, are, are perm their hair to have straight hair? What would you say? Like, that's a very stupid, like, argument, but, like, same thing, they don't have the context. Like, what y'all, what would y'all say? Well, well we, okay. Yeah. Well, I, like, back in high school, I used to straighten my hair a lot, mm-hmm. um, and, like growing up, I always wanted "quote unquote" white people's hair because that's mm. all I saw in the media, mm-hmm. and um, like all my favorite actors are all white. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like all my friends growing up were all white, and my my view was beauty is like into straight hair. Even like my mom, she's <clears throat> uh, my grandma. She's um, Indian Jamaican, so like her ancestors are from India, so their hair is straight, and my mom. She, um, She's half because my grandpa's black Jamaican, but she would have like long straight hair. She was straight in her too. So seeing my mom too, like with silky straight hair, I was like, oh, I want that. Mm. But like um, in more recent times, going to university and just learning more about my own culture, like hey, my hair is beautiful the way it is, and mm. yeah, I wanna I wanna dread my hair and as like a, a reminder of myself, like you don't have to conform to a person's uh, definition of beauty. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I just wanted my hair to, um, like I just wanted to accept it the way it is and just let it grow the way it wants to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would be your, your responses? 